You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Baseball attention turns to a pitcher. Of course, we've just gone through the trade deadline, and there's always a flurry of trades going on, you know, with teams trying to take advantage, teams trying to make money, I guess. I don't know. But Major League Baseball pitcher who wears his Christian faith on his glove, literally, heading to the Kansas City Royals. His name is Luke Weaver. Is that a perfect name? Going to Kansas City. He debuted a scripture-infused Bible glove this season. Now, get this. This is this is probably not at all what you're thinking. It wasn't what I was thinking, but perfect, right? Because when you're a pitcher and you're on television, you always see the glove. And they focus on the pitcher because he hides the ball in the glove. And he uses that. The Bible is amazing. It is designed to look like the binding of an old leather Bible. Features a cross, a crown of thorns, the phrase, his glory, and his favorite Bible verses. Uh, Luke Weaver. He calls it truly one of a kind, right? And uh, I'll post it for you on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. You can check it out. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The sound of life. I'll tell you what, you can't listen to this show without putting on your thinking cap. I know, it's tough. 7.15 on a Monday morning. But you got to, because you got to piece this thing together. It's really cool. Stephen Baldwin who I, is, is thanking fans for their prayers for his son-in-law. You know who his son-in-law is? If I said that to you, would you know who Stephen Baldwin is? Not Stephen Baldwin. Okay. He's, he's a good guy. <laughs> oh, bad, oh, bad. Sorry, Stephen. Anyway, so, but his son-in-law is Justin Bieber. And I went, oh, that's right. He married Stephen Baldwin's daughter. Justin Bieber did. And Justin Bieber's going through this health struggle right now. And Stephen said, I, you know, posted a video of Justin Bieber performing. Uh, and it said, I just wanted to say thank you to all the prayer warriors and believers who have unconditionally supported this tour and what it represents. And right about now, you're praying for him, aren't you? That's really cool. Many are called, few are chosen. And supernaturally, God's timing is always perfect. Please let's continue to pray as we know prayer changes. To you all, love to you all, God bless, hashtag praise Jesus. Loving that. That is amazing how we come together on that. Hey, it's Monday Mug Day, your chance to win the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug coming up. Be relatively fun and easy with a look at uh, today in history. It's got to either be Thomas Edison or the first household refrigerating machine pet. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing the sound of life here we go all right give me a check it a second or a check it before you call on the hotline all right because i know you're probably going to get the right answer correct answer right away all right cup of joe hotline the first person on it who has the correct answer will win the one and only cup of joe morning show travel mugs the only way you can win it right here the hotline is 800 946 1765. Looking at today in history on August the 8th. Indeed, in 1876, Thomas Edison patented the mimeograph. What's a mimeograph? Is it a duplicating machine, a sewing machine, or a washing 
machine. Let me know. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Monday Mug Day, and your chance to get the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug. First person on the hotline, 800-946-1765 with the correct answer. You get the mug today. It was in uh, August the 8th, obviously, in 1876. Thomas Edison patents the mimeograph. What is a mimeograph? It's a duplicating machine, a sewing machine, or a washing machine. Pretty easy question. Give me a call. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face. And a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. I am Joe. What's going to do a story about a bear trapped inside a car? I mean, you know, couldn't get out. It's a lot like me in a new car. <laughs> Trash the whole place. Anyway, but I think we're going to pray for, first of all, traumatized believers in Central African Republic. They've lost loved ones. They have seen unspeakable acts of violence. Lord be with them. May your supernatural peace be over them and protection as well. Also in Iraq, we have a Muslim, well, it was former Muslim. By the way, today is Ashura, right, where the Muslims fast. And thank God for parting the Red Sea. There you go. Uh, just now you know. But uh, Brother Ahmed is former Muslim, and he went missing in Baghdad back in a couple of years ago. So... We are praying for that concern right there. Wow, certainly concerned when someone goes missing and you're probably thinking the worst. And I pray that, um, well, God will handle those situations just like he does all the others. The ones that we cannot, clearly that is out of our hands right there. Clearly that is in the hands of God. And may you take things in your life today, big things and little things that you think are big and little things and give them to God today because he loves you. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The Sound of Life. I am Joe and welcome. You know, the day finally came, John said. They realized his father was not indestructible. I think for all of us like that, right? Well, this is... This is pretty serious. He said, you know, as a boy, I knew his strength and determination, but in my early adult years, he injured his back, and I realized my father was mortal after all. I mean, I stayed with my parents to help my dad to the bathroom, assisting him in dressing, guiding a glass of water to his mouth. It was humbling for him, and he made some initial attempts to accomplish small tasks, but admitted, I can't do anything without your help. And he eventually recovered to a strong self. But John said that experience taught both of us an important lesson. We need each other. And while we need each other, we need Jesus even more. Yep. And Jesus talked about the imagery he uses. What? You probably heard it a hundred million times. The vine and the branches, right? It's even in the name of churches and things. Jesus is the vine, right? And we're the branch. Now, uh, we're if we're connected to him, we're going to produce fruit. That's the whole idea. That's why we're here, right? That fruit. And Jesus said, you can't do anything apart from me, which is true. Think about it. it gets, you get cut off, from the branch gets cut off. It's nothing, right? Just lazy. I've seen him in the yard. There it is. It's pretty amazing. What's the fruit, you may ask? It's love, joy. Peace. Wow. We. Those are the core features of a disciple. Bear fruit is the life Jesus calls us to. Total reliance on him. Isn't it amazing? Father, we can do nothing without you. That's a huge admission right there. Just admit it right there today. That's pretty cool. 
Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Hey, I am Joe. Welcome to Cup of Joe Morning Show here on The Sound of Life. Getting you going. Maybe some uh, a thought that coming your way that you can hang on through today. I love this. Uh, maybe you have to be a grandparent to realize how neat kids are. I'm sure it's more for grandparents. Sometimes they're bundles of energy gift wrapped in hand-me-downs. Other times they're pajama packages of sleepy sweetness. Always they're a miracle. I love the way they chase butterflies, and I love the attention they give to mud puddles and raindrops on a window. I envy their freedom from clocks and calendars, their immunity to pressure. Oh, they have their moments, skin, knees, and nap times, but they recover quickly. They don't nurse their disappointments or make a career out of suffering. Wow, that's a thought from Richard Exley just for you today. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The sound of life. This will get you through the heat, I'll tell you that. I just found this out. You know, the International Space Station, some years ago, I would come out early in the morning and I saw this very bright light, which you can still see, of course. If I didn't know what it was, I thought it was Venus or something. And I mentioned it on the air and a caller said, no, this is the International Space Station. And I'm seeing the rising sun reflect off of these massive I guess they are solar panels. That thing is huge. I didn't realize it. I've just seen, you know, you see little video clips from inside it and stuff. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I could do that for very long or not. It's like living in a roughly equivalent to a six-bedroom house, complete with two bathrooms and a gym. And I'm like, I think I could do that. Got that right. <laughs> oh, howdy. Yep. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. I am Joe, and you probably heard by now that actor Roger Mosley passed away uh, three days after being in an automobile accident in California. He's 83. You probably know him as the helicopter pilot TC in the real Magnum PI TV show from back in the day there. It's an amazing story. I love what his daughter said, though. We could never mourn such an amazing man. He would hate any crying done in his name. It is time to celebrate the legacy he left for us all. I love you, Daddy. You love me, too. My heart is heavy, but I am strong. I will care for Mommy, your love of almost 60 years. You raised me well, and she is in good hands. Rest easy. Isn't that cool? Boy, if you're a dad, something happens, you know, and you're gone. You'd love for your daughter to be saying that. It's really cool. It's an amazing story about Roger Mosley prior to joining the Magnum TV show. He was an actor already. He played uh, a musician in a movie in 1976. In 1977, he played Sonny Liston in the film The Greatest. And so here's the story. He's telling the story of how he made it uh, to the CBS show with Tom Selleck. And uh, the producers wanted a non-white actor among the leads. And Tom Selleck uh, was the one they suggested Roger Mosley. Okay, Roger was really indifferent. He could care less. Uh, he, said, he said, my agent talked him into doing the pilot by saying it would be a short vacation in Hawaii. He said, this guy, Tom Selleck, he's made about five pilot shows and none of them have sold. And that's, way, that's the way Roger Mosley was telling the story. He said, so here's what you do, Roger. 
Sign up for the show. Go over to Hawaii. They'll treat you good for the 20 days they'll take you to shoot the pilot. You get a lot of money, and then you come home. A show with Tom Selleck, it always fails. But you'll be fine. <laughs> okay? Well, <laughs> the sound of life. She was in Walmart with the kids, and the stranger came up to her and said, I feel sorry for you. You have your hands full with all those kids. And this is what I have to say to you. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> no, she's very nice. She said, first of all, my hands were empty, as you can see in the photo. That's <laughs> really, she's holding them out. Hey, I'm empty. My hands aren't full at all. <clears throat> what you can't tell is that I lost two babies before being blessed with my last two. So if you want to feel sorry for me, there's uh, the only reason why you should. My children are blessings. They aren't perfectly modeled citizens because, well, they're children. Sometimes they're loud, sometimes they misbehave, and sometimes they have complete meltdowns. However, you didn't even see that sign of them. What you saw was a young couple with a four-year-old singing a song, two-year-old sitting quietly in the buggy, and a newborn sleeping in his baby carrier. If that is your definition of having your hands full, I feel sorry for you. Truth is... I do stay busy. Some days I can't wait for bedtime. My children keep me on my toes, and one of them needs something. You know, I have uh, n never viewed them as an inconvenience or a reason for someone to, quote, feel sorry for me. Even on days when they won't listen, have meltdowns, and when it seems like nothing I do is good enough, I've never felt sorry for myself, and I don't expect others to either. Uh, if having three kids automatically makes my hands full, so be it. But please, never feel sorry for me because my heart is more than my hands could ever be. Cool. Yes. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. So maybe you've heard about that big Great Pacific garbage patch. They call it. You've heard about the, the plastic in the Pacific Ocean, mainly coming from Asia, who knows how many years have been it's been seeping out into the ocean there and stuff. Uh, I don't even honestly know if you can see it if you were right over it. It's supposed to be, some say it's microscopic or whatever, but this whiz kid, you got to give kudos to kid <laughs> Boyan Slat is his name. And he came up with a prototype cleaning system, and they tested it a little over a year ago, and it proved to be successful. So they actually deployed it in August of last year. It's called, it's nicknamed Jenny. Don't you want to just say, Jenny? Anyway, <laughs> System 02. And it has collected about a quarter of a million pounds of plastic. That's a lot of plastic, man. From the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, as it's called. And uh, it's about the size of the state of Rhode Island. That's the area that it's covered. That's a lot. I think that's a lot in a year. Now, they're naysayers. They're like going, you know, that's, that's like a tenth of the whole thing. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, we're working on it. You know, we're getting it done. It's not just sitting there. It's it's working. It's, it's doing it. It's picking it up. I don't know what they're doing with it. <laughs> you know, it's like everything else. It's like, okay, now that we've collected it, where is it going? But he, he's got this cleaning system. He must be doing something with it. Who knows? Maybe maybe it's the cereal I'm eating for breakfast. I have no Excellent. idea. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life.
If you will give me just a moment, I want to share a quote from someone that I didn't know. I didn't know she said this, but I didn't know anything really she said. don't know any memorable quotes from Whitney Houston, the famous singer who was born on this day back in 1963. But she said, success doesn't change you. Fame does. Right. So people who are successful, they're successful because they're good at what they do. She was. Right. But being famous, I'm sure that people who find themselves as famous, like Shaquille O'Neal recently said, which is funny, really, in his effort to say, I'm not a celebrity anymore. I don't want to be it. I'm done with this. I'm done. And I thought, well, good luck with that, Jack. I mean, in all seriousness, you know, I mean, but people just don't. They don't. And I remember Mark Knopfler being interviewed. He's, of course, the famous guitar player for the band Dire Straits. Very good. Probably one of the best in the world. And they were talking about he never wanted to be famous. And he shies away from it, and which a lot of people do. When they, when they find themselves in that situation, then the reporter said, you don't want to be famous. What good is being famous? What, good dinner reservations? Yeah. Mm, not worth it, is it? No, not worth it. So The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The Sound of Life. Since we are headed, according to the Farmer's Almanac, for being a hibernation zone this winter with tons of ice and snow and stuff, I'm not making that up. That's what they said. Okay. I think maybe we should reevaluate the things we should do before fall arrives. <laughs> Napping outside looks like it might be a good thing to do. I've been there, done that, headed to the beach next week. All right, wrapping up. Yep, summer. Uh, kicking it at a music festival. I guess we had a few of those. Uh, just went to the concert, Building 429. It's probably about it. Reading the book or finishing the one you started. Does, does like reading in a book count? Reading some pages in a book. Wow. Picking fresh fruit and vegetables. Well, we got tomatoes coming. Maybe we're very excited about that. This is a really cool thing. Really cool. Not going to embark on a road trip unless you can't go into the beach. But, um, you know, that's picnic or grill out. We do that all the time. Invite people over. Bike ride. I ride the bike all the time. Just about every day. I don't go out of the house, but I do ride the bike about every day. I love that playing tourist in your own city. Of course, this is a, a great place to be a tourist because we have a lot of tourist attractions in the Northeast from Boston and, you know, across New England and Philadelphia, kind of in that region there, moving my hand around the Northeast like a weather person would, you know, New York City, things like that. But I was thinking, I mean, my, my town, in my town of Red Hook, I probably act like a tourist every time I come. I'm sure that's what people think. That guy looks like he's never been here before. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The sound of life. Just want to let you know, I'm Joe, and uh, it's dark out, right? So we have security cameras up around the perimeter. Uh, they're attached to the building that the uh, studios are in. And so I'm looking out. I just wanted to let you know the, the size of the spider web and the spider that I'm looking at this morning is not very pleasant. Okay, just wanted to share that information. Don't you love how people share those things with you early this morning? It's like, I'm going to need a little extra cup of joe early this morning. So was a woman who was basically in disbelief after she spotted herself in a random photo of her husband. Now, you sound like, well, it's her and her husband. Yeah, but this was 15 years before they even met, really. She was looking through her husband's 
photograph, childhood photographs. And she's looking at a little boy standing at a parade. And the little girl in the background watching on is her. She doesn't know that the little boy in front would someday be her husband in the not-too-distant future. Staring at her future husband, who is 29, she is 26, and a pretty cool story to get you going this morning. Better than looking at a spider on a security camera, I would say, wouldn't you? Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Oh, my warriors this morning, my 5 o'clock warriors, starting to get real a little bit. Well, I guess this time of the day, it's just dark, right? It's not a little bit dark. Sunrise a little bit later on. Here we are headed. Um, maybe tomorrow we'll start the downward trend of cooling off, maybe. We can only hope, right? <laughs> it's pretty awesome. But we made it. There is amazing hope. Uh, when we say, I believe to Jesus, I was looking at a devotional talking about how much more there is beyond this life on earth. You know, whatever our limitations are, which there are many, you know, whatever our problems are, which there are many. So God's promise has to us in Christ Jesus is that one day we receive a new body. They won't have shortcomings. We, we look at that a lot, don't we? In fact, a survey was done of people who said, what's in heaven? What are you looking forward to in heaven? And it was about the beauty of heaven and the fact that God will wipe away every tear and think it, it was all kinds of things that were in heaven, but Apparently, Jesus showed up short on the list. It's like, who cares what kind of body we have? Who cares what the streets are paved with? Jesus is there. That should be number one on our list, right? Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words, putting into sentence, doing. The sound of life. I want to tell you about somebody. Thanks to Prison Fellowship. There, I gave it away. I could have just said, Annie, what's this I hear about you going into prison this weekend? Annie smiled at the question from her colleague, a fellow teacher at Central High School there in South Dakota there. It was true. On her weekends, Annie would visit and minister to female prisoners, listening to their stories and needs and praying for them. Why would you want to do that? The other woman asked incredulously. Isn't that interesting? Why would I want to do that? The other woman asked. Well, believe it or not, years ago, I was in prison. And the teacher scoffed. No, you were not. You do not look like somebody who was ever in prison. Actually, this is what we look like once we've been changed by Jesus. It's a big difference, isn't it? Wow. Annie was born in St. John's, Newfoundland, Canada. Sorry about that. But anyway... On the cliffs of the North Atlantic Sea, she likes to say that the setting of her birth was indicative of her childhood. Very violent, very turbulent, and very cold. Her family was large and unhappy. Parents were married only after her father, well, he raped her mother, date raped her mother. But her father was a cold man, and he recalls he drank, he was very violent, and he drank a lot. Mother was a Christian. She did her best to keep the peace in her house because Annie's father preferred quiet on Sunday mornings. It was violent there. She met Jesus, an incredible story, and I will share that with you on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Waking up with a cup of Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Well, I tell you, there is a word that's been thrown around a lot in the last couple of years, especially in science. 
The word science, you know, as in follow thee, <laughs> okay? Uh, the, the truth of the matter is, if you're going to be really truthful, science will point you to intelligence, right? If we look at what has been created from looking way out at images that the web telescope, that new telescope way out there getting in, is just phenomenal. If we look at the, the creation of that, and then we start going inward. I mean, you can just look at the creation all around the earth, around your feet, practically. But delving in, there's a world that, man, you know, it really rivals the cosmos, the, the immense distances. I know I started to sound like somebody's intelligent, but I, I, it blows my mind. And I think it will yours, too, in the big and the small. And it really, it just screams intelligent design. The more we know, it just, or as one MIT scientist in, in the mathematics department said, when looking at the human development in the mother's womb, said it just, it just, well, I don't know if he used the word scream, but he said it just screams divinity all over it. And it does. But this one biochemist, Michael Denton, notes that although the tiniest bacterial cells are incredibly small, each is in effect a super miniaturized factory contains thousands of exquisitely designed pieces of intricate molecular machinery. Each one of them has intricate molecular machinery made up of a hundred billion atoms. Far more complicated, my friend, than any machine ever built by man and absolutely without peril in the machine world, right? All yes. I'm saying is that there are some things beyond the can of mortal man that shouldn't be tampered with. Oh, dear. We don't know everything. There's plenty going on right now in the twilight zone that we don't know anything about, and I think we ought to stay clear. Oh, Listener supported The Sound of Life. Would it surprise you? to uh, hear me talk about Olivia Newton-John and prayer and the same thing, uh, like her prayer. Uh, let's face it. Now, Olivia Newton-John was 73 when she passed away on Monday. She'd been battling metastatic breast cancer for years. A long time she battled that. But go back before that. She's got a daughter that's 36 years old. And she said that she was pregnant with her daughter and she had grown up in a Presbyterian church, and she knew the Lord's Prayer. So she promised God if, she, if, if her daughter was okay when she was born, I would say the Lord's Prayer every day. Now, I'm not saying that that's, that's what she did. Okay, I'm not, I, I agree with the pastor who says somebody comes along and says something worked, what they did with God, and then that's got to be for everybody. No, <laughs> not at all. God's more individuals than the Adams, if you were, whatever. But Chloe is uh, her, Olivia Newton John's daughter's name. And uh, she just, she was on a podcast recently, turned out to be her last interview. And she said it was very powerful. And the interviewer said, do you ever contemplated death? That's a worthwhile question, particularly given that had she had debt with breast cancer since like 1992 when she was first diagnosed, give you an idea. So, uh, I mean, she, she beat the initial one. It returned in 2013. That went into remission. It returned a third time in 2017. She says, I have quite a few times. 
uh, a thought that it was a possibility sooner than I wanted it. We all know we're going to die. I think we spend our lives denying it. It's extremely personal. I find it hard to put into words. I feel we're all part of one thing. I have had experiences with spirits or spirit life and felt the spirit world and have heard things that I believe there is something that happens. It's interesting. She believed there was great great knowingness, quote, in the afterlife. So, I mean, it's not clear, you know, where she is, but certainly touching on it, and it's been something that's on her mind right there. Her daughter said, you're my lighthouse, Mama, my safe place, my heart space, been my honor and continues to be my honor to be your baby and best friend. You're an angel on earth, and everyone touched by you has been blessed. I love you forever, my life giver, my teacher, my mama. Wow. That was uh, Olivia to her mom. Mm Mm-mm-mm, Olivia... That was Olivia to her mom, Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. The Sound of Life. If you went to, with us to see uh, David, Sight and Sound Theater, a lot of people did. Most of the people that were on the trip had been. Must have been really thrilling to be the first time to go see that. You know. And I will tell you that something did happen. Somebody who saw it with us said that a friend of hers had seen it before. David, the production. Musical. Incredible. Uh, you know, from the Psalms and stuff. It's really great. I don't know how they get. I don't know how they get the people they get, but man, it is it's amazing stuff. A lot goes into it. Anyway, so said something happens in it that will blow you away. You know. By the way, I will say a lot of animals this time too. Did I see a camel going across? The, I don't know. I don't even know. I lost count of the sheep. I really did. <laughs> they were coming from everywhere. I almost had my hand taken off by a Philistine. And, and then Karina's like going, that wasn't a Philistine, that was a sheep. I said, no, it wasn't. I know a Philistine when I see one. I know absolutely. Because they're coming down the aisle, and I was sitting on the aisle. So if you, if you, if you haven't been before, take heart. Because, and know that, you know, I'm sure they're very careful. Like New York City drivers, you know, they, they know how close they are, so... You know, you're not in re- any real danger or anything like that. But, boy, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of warring going on. You know what I'm saying? Like that. And, of course, when you think of David, I mean, there's so many aspects to his life. Being shepherd and growing up and, all, you know, and the brothers and becoming king and going into battle and all this stuff. And then getting into real trouble and, you know, an area where he shouldn't have been and things like that, and they handled it very well. In case you're wondering about that, which I was before we went, I thought, man, there's some there's some real adult themes in here with David. I mean, not to laugh at all, but I mean, you know, they really are. But if you're a kid, you know, you're taking your kids to see they handle it very well, but your kids will absolutely love the giant. I mean, and, and I say that in a really good way. It's phenomenal. It really is. Pretty phenomenal. And when the giant fell over, I thought he was going to fall out to the audience. The Sound of Life. Having a little fun on a Friday, a Harvest Moon Friday, a little fun Friday. You're watching the Captain the series, right, on ESPN and stuff. Well, my wife and I are watching it. I could say that I and my wife were, but my wife, you know, why not? <laughs> it's about Derek Jeter. And you know that maybe. So if you're a Yankee fan or a Derek Jeter fan, or maybe even you're a Mets fan and want to see him criticize, you know, like the Boston fans do. That was actually a thing on there. They had Boston fans 
you know, do a video and say what they thought. And it was pretty generous, actually, I thought. But they came out with, this is pretty clever, they came out with the Spotify playlist, the Captain Official playlist. Most of the people on there I never heard of because they're rappers, obviously. Uh, although there is a pretty cool song from uh, The Who on there. But my favorite, number two on the playlist. Can you believe this? That's amazing. Excuse me? Yeah. Glenn Miller. Yes, indeed. I love that guy. I'll tell you that. I got a girl in Kalamazoo. Yeah. Derek Jeter from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yep. Can we sing it? No? All right. So in lieu of singing the song from Glenn Miller, I love that guy. Mainly because he was serving his country in the doing what he does right there and disappeared over the English Channel or something I don't know, during World War II. But enough about Glenn Miller. We're talking about the captain right here this morning. I love this music. This is cool. Get you going this morning. What is he doing? Uh, Derek Jeter uh, criticized, you know, he was really a regular player on a really good team. That's why they won the championships. And they were very good teams. Of course they were. They had some of the best players in baseball. But don't think he didn't work hard, and that's why he bristles at that, too. You know, worked very hard. And he said, you don't think I work hard? I'm going to prove you wrong. He, and that was kind of his attitude right there. Okay. And, uh, you know, taught not to make excuses. You just work hard and do it. And and usually you find that in sports in a champion where eh, a little bit too hard, <laughs> you know, a little bit maybe, right? But it is true. He did say this, and it is absolutely true, that leadership is more about what you do than what you say. That's eternal right there. Do it. Yeah. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. What a rhetorical question. Are you disappointed in the culture? If you're not, you're probably, I don't know, something. And <laughs> living under a rock, is that what they say? I mean, you have to be disappointed in the culture, especially if you said, I believe, to Jesus, right? You're let down by what is going on, right? Your country is not what you think it should be. I want you to take heart because you're not meant to find satisfaction in any citizenship here on earth. You're not, no. Even the most blessed democracies lack when it comes to God's people. And this world system was never meant to satisfy us. And the Apostle Paul knew that. He was imprisoned in a world system that didn't honor the Savior. He was accused of being a troublemaker and a rebel rouser. He was beaten and flogged and persecuted on more than one occasion. And instead of fighting that political injustice, well, he endured. Paul simply fixed his eyes back on what, he w what was true. But our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's basically what he wrote to the church, the one in Philippi. Right, you know, that's what we're doing right now. Our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So take heart today, right? Okay. The Sound of Life. Uh, after the 9-11 attacks, a company with offices in the World Trade Center invited its executives and employees who for some reason had survived to share their experiences, and it turned out that people were alive for the smallest reason, the small detail 
delayed them. Like the company director was late because it was the first day of his son's kindergarten. A woman was late because the alarm didn't go off on time. One was delayed because he got stuck on the road where an accident occurred. Another survivor missed the bus. Someone threw food at him and he needed time to change. Wow. One had a problem with the car, which didn't start for some reason. Another returned to answer the phone. Another had a son. And another didn't take a taxi. It's amazing. The story that was the most impressive probably about the man who put on a new pair of shoes that morning. Before going to work, he had a blister. So he went to the pharmacy on the way to work for a bandage. He was late. And that's why he survived 9-11. I mean, it must be played over and over in your head. So now when you get stuck in traffic, when you miss an elevator, when you come back to answer a phone, many things that make you desperate, think first, this is the exact place where I should be right now. Don't get angry or frustrated. You're in the right place at the exact right time. Okay. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Back in my day, when you were traveling, we had a paper map and a slew of signs. Somebody's compared our street signs with signs in Europe, you know, throughout countries in Europe and how you get a diagram. We go into a little bit more of that, but man, oh man, you get around New York City, it's like... It's very tense causing, it really is, isn't it? Wow, it's amazing. Make you work through lunch, what that'll do right there. And culture really teaches us work through lunch, right? Jesus teaches us to rest and eat. Is that interesting? I'd like to, I want to put that on a hoodie so bad. Jesus teaches us to rest and eat. See, during his ministry on earth, what did he do? He paced himself. He would he would work. His work included space for rest. And during Jesus' rest, he drew others to him. What if your rest draws others to him too? What if your rest shows the people in your life that the Lord's pace for work offers something life-giving? Jesus shows us how to work with intention and how to rest with intention. So go ahead, take a break. Go ahead, take a break. <laughs> Step away from your screen and eat across the table with friends, co-workers, or your family. Your simple moment with Jesus can lead others to experience one too. Is that an amazing thought? It wasn't mine. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The sound of life. If I was going to describe someone who played NFL football, who ended up coaching a couple of different teams, Tampa Bay and Indianapolis Colts, led them to the Super Bowl and won and now is in the uh, NFL Hall of Fame. When you see Tony Dungy, that's probably not the person you had in mind. At least that's what I thought. Please forgive me, but it isn't. And then when you meet his wife, you realize, wow, she's like more exalted than him. I mean, Lauren is an incredible person. She's an early childhood education specialist, former teacher, very well-spoken. And they have enough, I mean, Tony has enough man sense to know that when him and his wife, Lauren, are on a national television show and a question is asked, 
She gets to answer it. <laughs> he looks right at her, man. I said, oh, you are one smart guy. And they were on the Today Show in the morning, and they were talking about working together and stuff. They've come out with a new book. Listen up. It's called Uncommon Influence. Uncommon Influence. Subtitle, Saying Yes to a Purposeful Life. And uh, I believe it was, it was uh, Al Roker was talking about. It was, he said, you know, you guys let faith pretty much handle everything in your life, right? And here's what Lauren said. It is definitely the driving force in our life. Um, we begin each day in prayer together, talking to the Lord, and that just really jump starts our day. So prayer is very important, and faith is what keeps us together and keeps, keeps us going, guides our path. And that's how they wrote a book together. Uncommon Influence is the name of it. Tony and Lauren Dungey, you should know they have 11 children, a lot of them are adopted, but they you talk about that, you know, obviously. One thing you should know is that, like Tony said, we just never could turn down. We could never say no to a child that needed a home. Couldn't do it. And as a result, they have had 100 children come through their front door. I mean, I don't care who you are. That is pretty incredible. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Man, you got to love a teenager who takes responsibility when he sees something and he thinks, wait a minute, we need one of those right there. His name is Dominique. He is 17 years old. Now, granted, his grandfather, father and great-grandfather, I didn't say that right, father, grandfather, great-grand, Grandfather And his father may still very well be alive. I'm thinking he probably is. But he realized that his town didn't have a veteran's memorial. And I tell you, we have some of the best in towns around here. And maybe you're thinking, well, ours could use a little. Why don't you get busy? Like Dominique did. There you go. 17-year-old decided to do a little research for his Eagle Scout project, find out what other towns did, figured out it would cost a modest $15,000 to put up a decent memorial. Usually it's a stone with the names in the different uh, campaigns from World War One, something like that, you know, if you can get a hold of that. The community really got behind it, to say the least, because the funding exceeded $77,777. So it looks like Dominique's town's going to have a real nice memorial. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.